2: At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel.
1: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.
3: This podcast is presented by BetOnline, your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, plus your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first Deposit. State of State is presented by Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, State of State is a proud supporter of Blue White Outfitters. Blue White Outfitters was created as a retail shop meant to highlight the confidence, competitiveness, and fearlessness of the elite athletes found throughout the history of Penn State University. All sales from Blue White Outfitters directly benefit Penn State student athletes. Visit www.bluewhiteoutfitters.com today. And if you're looking for the perfect beer for Penn State football season, we've got you covered with the State IPA. Special thanks to our friends at Funk Brewing for creating the best tailgate and game day beer for Nittany Lion fans. State IPA will be available at beer distributors, grocery stores, Funk's tap rooms, plus select bars and restaurants beginning on Thursday, August 31st. Visit funkbrewing.com slash beers slash state dash ipa to learn where and how you can get state ipa visit the website in the description of this podcast for more information must be 21 years or older to purchase please drink responsibly all right justin so you remember how like two months ago we did an episode about the big 10 putting out their schedule for 2024 and 2025 and divisions going away and the realignment being done uh it's not done apparently oregon and washington confirmed to be heading to the big 10 in 2024 uh r.i.p the pac 12 now the pac 4 it seems like it's kind of heartbreaking when you think about it but at the same time what was your initial reaction to oregon and washington joining penn state and the rest of the big 10
4: well, i'm not i'm not necessarily surprised i mean i'm on record articles saying the rose colored glasses are coming off of college sports and one of the main things that we were paying attention to obviously nil transfer portal but it was the re- conference realignment and if you paid attention to the tv contracts that's been a major thing for for some time now and just seeing how like you just the forecasting of college sports like where does it go it's like oh these conferences have to align just coming from the space of even trying to start a football league and trying to you know our goal is to get media rights and money to get revenue to pay for players and different things of that nature we'll get into some of those other things but I guess that I was expecting this to be the next step um a month before the season starts you know you can never underestimate the leadership in ncaa
3: <laughs> I know, and, and this was so weird developing this week in that it, it sounded like it was going to happen, and then it was like, overnight, everything has changed, and then right. overnight, everything changed back, and this was happening, and at the same time, the mass exodus from the Pac-12 continues and that Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are off to the Big 12, as was Colorado a number of weeks ago, so it's, like I said, it's kind of, like, heartbreaking is the word I use, like, I'm not a Pac-12 fan, but for it to just be Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon State left over, uh, even the head coach of Washington State was saying, you know, this is uh, disappointing, obviously, because it's the end, potentially, of the Apple Cup, Washington, Washington State, for those that care about that rivalry. Oregon versus Oregon State, formerly known as the Civil War. I have no idea what they call it now. But these rivalry games that are important to fans, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but, like, this is about money. And the Pac-12 seems to be dying.
4: And what you when you're saying that, I mean, those are the rose colored glasses that I'm speaking of, where we talk about like how important a rivalry game is, where it's really about, oh, which kind of money do we generate from these these two fan bases? Sure. Right. And so like if we can generate different types of fans from cross country and the whole internet I mean, national college football league to an extent, like why not make that the like the forefront of our agenda? But even with that being said, I like it because it's like playing cards up. Instead of saying like, "Okay, this is about tradition. This is about this. This is about education." They're putting it on a table and they're showing their cards. Like, look, this is about money. This is about conference yeah. realignment. This is about uh, media rights and different things of that nature. So everything, even from you know the Oregon coach saying something about uh, Colorado leaving. Right. Um, what if Colorado? Week, week prior. Now? Right. You know, right. I mean, back. all those oh. different aspects, and it's 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 important. But I think this it's good for everybody to look at the same playing field and say like, okay, what are we up against? What do we need to do? Even for recruits that are coming out of high school where it's like, they sit in front of these administrators and coaches of like, Hey, we're going to be, we're going to be here. This is how we're doing things. And so now people can make smart decisions moving forward with their careers.
3: I understand what the conferences have to say in regards to their public statements, but give me a break with these academic standards and all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's like yes. I, I just I, I understand they have to say that stuff, but at the end of the day, these schools, Oregon and Washington, joining the Big Ten, it's self-preservation after a while because it is becoming the SEC versus the Big Ten. And now you've got 18 teams that are going to be in the Big Ten starting in 2024, by the way, that will kick off 2024, 2025. And it comes back to what I said, you know, jokingly to start this show. Now looking back on it is it a situation where the big 10, in your opinion, should they go back and think about divisions again? Uh, how do you redraw these schedules for 2024, 2025, uh, I protected mean, rivalries and opponents? It's far more
4: complicated. That's, that's where it gets real great because we talk, now we can bring it in player safety, right? We talk mm. about like how guys are traveling, traveling across the country. I mean, the different sports in between, like in the middle of the weeks and things of that nature, along with, you know, and, parity amongst the schedules of that travel right so i think there's a lot of different aspects whether not having the media rights deal but like really forming these different entities so these guys can participate in a revenue generating operation i think that's where it's going and that's why the conference are realignment to kind of build that structure where that can take place um but i like to be clear i like the move like i like how nice. it's set up like i think it's going to be great for penn state fans to get out to Seattle to see you, It's a beautiful stadium, getting out to see Oregon. It, and I like just kind of shuffling up the cars. Like you said, it's moving into this new age of college sports for the past three years. So like now, instead of just saying it and looking at all the like hypocrisies of what we're saying versus what we're doing, now it's starting to line up of like, all right, there's money. We're making money decisions. And so now everybody can operate accordingly. My problem always has been Hey, we're saying we're playing on this this uh playing field, but everybody else should be operating down here. Mm-hmm. And that's now it's like okay, we're operating here, so now we're we're getting clear. So I think there's going to be some time before they decide if they're going to create a division type situation again. Because at the end of the day, these conferences are just a level of what NFC, AFC. At the end, the Super Bowl yeah. is always the biggest thing. So we talk about the playoffs and making sure that's situated. I think that becomes the next situ next uh conversation is like how do we feed all these things into the playoffs i think that's the number one thing beyond creating divisions within the big 10
3: and there was uh, a tweet put out by uh, reporter ross dellinger uh two college football playoff commissioners have told yahoo sports that the six and six expansion format should be re-examined starting in 24 the six highest ranked conference champions get at large spots and next six highest ranked teams get at large spots so this whole thing <laughs> that what we thought was going into next season was in place completely thrown off and and here's the other thing I think about Justin is that for a long time people have referred to Penn State as the number three team in the Big Ten in terms of overall success right and I'll sit here and say yeah that, that's hard to argue against and considering what Ohio State and Michigan have done and the rest of the the conference as a whole it was already going to be difficult enough adding USC into that mix next season because now it's a question of who's three, who's four in that respect, and nothing against UCLA. Oregon with Nike money and even Washington, who looked very good last season, you know, who knows what they can be. It just gets a lot more difficult for James Franklin and company to have success in the Big Ten that. Will satiate this fan base, and to me, I look at what this season is—the last season before all these newcomers arrive, and also the last season where it's just four teams in the playoff. Does this ramp up the pressure on Penn State to win this season?
4: I think that's there's some credible evidence to say yes, that it ramps up the the urgency to win this year. But also, it's, it's a great timing for this year, and the way that I think Penn State's built for the future. The way Penn State's built for the future and the way that the conference are realigning from a personnel standpoint, I feel like they sit in a good space where they're evenly distributed in the sense of how their team is built. I think the one thing when we talk about conference realignment, you always thought Big Ten, Big Fast, like there's a a type of football being played. The West Mm -hmm. Coast, there's a type of football being played. And football is a game of matchups. So Mm -hmm. I do feel like UW and USC, there's a level of them coming to the Big Ten, that's going to be more of a transition for them than more so the Big Ten teams that are already there. Would be- Dental Associates of Northern
5: Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental one com slash offer slash XM.
0: My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive.
1: Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.
2: At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel.
1: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at four ninety nine ninety nine and sofas at five ninety nine ninety nine. Ashley for the love of home.
4: You say, like when we played U in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl um, back, when, back when you could just tell that there was a different makeup of the team, and that was a talented team. So with that being said, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that all matriculates down into the recruiting battles because now it's a different pitch when you're like a national recruiting powerhouse like Oregon or U Dubs now. I'm trying to recruit different areas of the country because man, this is a whole league. A lot of times mm-hmm. people recruit based on, hey, this is as you see, we're playing in the Big Twelve, and now it's like, hey, we're going after this uh, playoff berth, and what kind of personnel and team can we do to hit those at-large bids or when the conference. So I think it's going to be interesting to see the whole operation of college football continue
3: to shift. You were a five-star recruit to Penn State. You understand what that courting process is like. Now that the map for the Big Ten has literally expanded once again, does would that affect a recruit in terms of potentially going to the Big Ten? Because let's not forget, as a student athlete, now you have to factor in coast-to-coast travel, which before this, it's like, yeah, you would do that in non-conference games, but to have that as a regular part of your schedule plus your course load, etc. And and like, I'm not going to sit here and say that every college football student athlete across the country has a rigorous class schedule. There are schools that just don't cooperate the same way that Penn State does. Penn State's like, you're going to freaking class. You're going to do all this stuff. Um, but it, it is something you would have to pause and think about. It's like, man, you're inheriting... A hell of a schedule and and you've lived that so how would you evaluate it if you're a recruit right now
4: i mean coming out i think when you're when schools recruit from that conference base they're, they're recruiting a, about um the value prop is the exposure so i would look at it more so it's like okay we're getting coastal eyes right yeah. like oh, the big course. 10 is getting the west coast and the east coast like power cities when we talk about penn state being in the Mecca of the tri state area, then you got Ohio State, Michigan, just different areas in the East Coast. And we talk about the TV rights and things of that nature. Now you bring in like the fans from the West Coast, UCLA, USC. I think that's where my mind would be going from a recruit standpoint if I'm trying to build up my NIL or trying to play amongst, I guess, the most casual fans as possible. Obviously, everybody loves SEC football, but the reach of that league is completely different when you talk about the big 10 and now adding in the power ecosystems on the West coast and just kind of plucking those. And you said like an Oregon base, which is kind of out there by itself, but it's backed by Nike, right? So they're they're going to be able to compete and be within their transfer portal, all the different opportunities that come with that by coastal conference, that would be super appealing to me as I was coming out of high school from like a exposure and putting myself in the best place to show my talents.
3: You and I were talking about this uh, story that also came out that I think plays into this overall conference realignment discussion. Uh, there's a story that came out this week that apparently uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is in discussions with Florida State in talks of creating a private equity company to raise money that would essentially be behind the football program, or at least behind the entire athletics program. Again, this is just kind of a a word going around at the moment. And I'm trying to find the story here on my phone. So basically for those who don't necessarily understand what a private equity fund means and nor did I, before this began um, the school's considering a structure that's similar to many of those pro sports investments where commercial rights are rolled into a new company, the private equity fund invests in that entity And then it recoups its money via future media sponsorship revenue. This is how a company called Silver Lake structured its investment into the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team, which is a colossal business uh, for those that don't know. This is something that you and I were talking about before we got started. Doesn't shock me at all that this is happening because for years before NIL, especially if you're a booster, you you give the money and oh, okay, you might get a wing of the football building named after you or... uh, Know, section of the stadium or the stadium itself or something like that. And that's great, but you give that money away and then you just, that that's the end of the transaction for the most part. And it doesn't shock me that these people investing their money through NIL, through other means, uh, want their money back and want a return on that investment. And now you're looking at the privatization of specifically college football teams. What do you think?
4: I mean, I think again, it's about time, right? In the sense of, At the beginning of NIL, I've been screaming like, well, it's not sustainable from just getting people's money and passing it over. I mean, at the Mm -hmm. XFL, like we were at the WWE, you understand, it was like, okay, we had to get money. We had to show how we can get it back. Mm -hmm. So even coming into the whole NIL space, whether starting a business and things of that nature, it was like, how can you build an asset that can generate revenue, right? So even from the standpoints of creating Lockdown you and having long boys, being like a shell to be able to build out an entity where there's an investable asset there, where you can do different things within the sports ecosystem, because that's the fan base that you're building off of. So, like once you see like the the, the money that's flowing into the sports, or just the uh, college playoffs being a billion dollar business, you see what happened with live and all these different assets. I mean, sports is a true asset class. And with that being said, looking at college sports, it's a it's, it's a disarray. So that means there's opportunity. So with that being said it makes perfect sense for institutional investors to get in and create a structure to solve the problem of revenue sharing or seeing where money's flowing. If that's the problem that no one can figure out, like, it's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I'm happy that is the conversation is being had and now we get down to the operation of who's going to make those moves to build out an infrastructure for themselves. Just, Cause like that's competitive advantage to be completely honest. moving it's forward, a
3: <laughs> huge competitive advantage. And I feel for, the purists and the traditionalists of college football, because to a degree I, I identify with that, but I do want to see progress for the sport and for the athletes. However, this is something that I think a lot of people have understood for a while and some people maybe wanted to turn a blind eye to is that this is a business at the end of the day. And if you're going to be investing this much money into athletes, facilities, recruiting, coaches, etc., you want your money back and you want to see a return on an investment. And when I look at this expansion with the Big Ten, specifically coming back to Oregon coming, I mentioned the Nike money. I am shocked Oregon didn't jump earlier because Mm -hmm. Nike has a vested interest in the success of the Oregon Ducks program altogether. And then I look at Under Armour. I know they just put uh, their largest deal ever in place with Notre Dame Athletics. I think $10 million a year specifically for the football program. That might be Mm -hmm. the school altogether. I'm not sure. But then I look at Under Armour supporting the University of Maryland, which is in their backyard, and they help build that program into a competent program once again. This opens the floodgates for Nike and Under Armour to prop up those two teams within the Big Ten, if they so choose.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, Maryland's been there for a little bit, right? Just talk about the get into the brand power of down we're talking about the schools i think oregon really plays a major factor because like you say throwing around the money and nike that's beyond college right now we're talking if you're a high level athlete you have an opportunity outside of football when we talk about track basketball all these other different sports where nike reigns supreme that's where you're talking about that town acquisition where oregon becomes a real interesting player in the big ten um but i mean Again, I like all these things moving forward because this is the only sustainable way of doing like this college business. It's like to just go back a little bit. We talk about uh, the NIL and the fundraising institutes that the collectives that are coming up. I mean, the normal college model has been flawed, right? Like raise money, pass it off. If you're not paying the talent, so now that the 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 spotlights on like how's the talent getting paid, that model just doesn't. The rose colored glasses don't work anymore. So with that being said, these are the steps that need to be implemented. It's just a completely different model than what we've been operating under.
3: Everything's changing. I'm very curious to see what happens with the remaining four teams in the Pac-12, if that conference even continues to exist. A lot of people have talked about them you know, having to maybe just join the ACC just to exist. Uh, so the, the entire map of college football has been redrawn. Uh, all right. To all our viewers and listeners, please let us know what you think in the comments section. Uh, comment, like, subscribe, turn on notifications, rate us. We appreciate you guys diving in. Uh, Justin, final thoughts on what this all means specifically for Penn State football.
4: Uh, I think this is a, actually a great thing for Penn State football. Penn State being a very regional university, when there's recruiting at different things of that nature. I just remember working there and, playing, and having those big performances at the Rose Bowl and getting in front of the fans on the West Coast. And just that brand building of Penn State connects in a lot of different areas within the country. So just from a brand building standpoint, I think it's great. I think it's also good when we talked about the personnel and how Penn State's built to this point and how the teams are situated within the Big Ten like it's a nice range of, you know, powerful offenses or more half line um, speed guys on the outside from the West coast, whatever, like the, the build and makeup are. So I think it's great for the football program. And I think it's good for the the branding. And the one thing that everyone has to kind of bring their heads together and just acknowledge is the player health and safety. When we talk about the traveling and the schools and all these things, but if you look at it as a real professional sport, I mean, got to kind of deal with it but that means they have to be compensated
3: Mm -hmm. uh it it sure as hell feels professional uh there are the expectations for penn state what the pressure to win now is astronomical for 2023 uh thank you all so much for joining us a little preview this coming wednesday's episode our special guest will be former penn state quarterback the captain daryl clark we're really looking forward to having him on so Thank you all for joining us, and uh, sound off in the comments section because there are a lot of layers to this conference realignment. Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And, of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter, at TheKing1 and at Tom Hannafin. State of State is presented by BetOnline.
1: your team with total coffee from Staples business advantage. Our comprehensive program offers no upfront cost brewers, installation, maintenance, and supplies. Plus our incredible selection of coffee and beverages, including our new pick me up provisions brand. We handle everything from finding the best brewer to providing ongoing service all at no cost with your minimum monthly spend on break room products. Visit staplesadvantage.com slash total coffee to get started.
2: expectations matter what do you expect from an SUV versatility a range of sizes built to fit your life a range of exteriors that all invite stairs or being able to take control of more than just the wheel expectations matter but exceeding them matters more how we get there matters the Audi family of SUVs progress you can feel